shows called Embrace Yourself. Introduce yourselves now, would you? This is Laura and Sunil, and here's the fucking deal. You should know that we're not trained experts on the things we say about. Wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't that be a good gag? Right out of the jump. Is that the expression? Right off right the off the right no. out of, right after I jump off a cliff, I pretend I can't hear you. I know that that's the saying. That's the old adage. That's the old adage. How are you doing today? I'm okay. Yeah? Yeah, I'm okay. I like I your really hoodie. Oh, Thank you. Yeah. Um now you might not like it. I'm showing you it has a design on it. Oh, it's cool. No. It, it says they dog rescue but in the shape of a dog. I gotcha. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. Dog rescue. Yeah, Thank so you. you're tired. I'm a little tired too. Um, I uh, just got off of work. So I've been working for about three weeks now, which is fine. It's interesting how quickly like you look forward to the weekend. Like like the first week I started working, I was like, oh, oh, thank God it's Friday. Like it just kicks right in, you know? Yeah, yeah, that habit dies hard. There's no, there's no period of enjoyment where you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is great. No, it's can't wait for the fucking week. <laughs> and I can sit back and do what I was doing all week. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Which is sitting on the front porch, sipping lemonade and yelling at the neighbor kids. Like we do in America. Like we do in America. So episode 14 of uh, Embrace Yourself. Um, I'm Sunil. I'm Laura. Hellora. That's my name. I've legally changed it to Hellora. Hellora. Just wants a little more pizzazz. Yeah, we're just- doing um, episode about empathy today, just because it was something that I we probably kind of covered it before in in some other episodes where yeah it overlapped, but um, that's too bad. That's too bad. I mean. And then I was also going to do more homework than I ended up doing. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, what do you mean about homework? I was going to do more reading and know, be more knowledgeable. I thought you were accusing me of not doing my homework. No, like, no, no. What? Did you, did you take the test though or no? I, I did. Do you want me to talk about it now or wait? No, do you have your results? That's the problem. As I, oh. I clicked through them and then they were gone and I couldn't oh. find them again. Well, that's fine. But we can talk about them in a second. I just want to talk about what um, what the test even was. So basically, I was going to say, um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a dark person. And I don't mean uh, skin tone. I mean, um, psychologically. How dark do you think you are as a human being? Like, are you... Me personally, or are you just asking our audience? You. Not very. I think I'm very pessimistic. Okay. And I think that things that other people would find reprehensible seem like very obvious to me. Yeah. Like, oh, of course there would be like horrible sexual assault scandals on literally every college campus. Of course a religion that doesn't allow their priests any kind of sexual outlet would experience it just just an apoplectic amount of sexual abuse. Against you're just, yeah, you're just not surprised. Right. Like these things are very dark, but I also find them, I don't find them to be like out of the blue. I'm like, okay, we, 
basically set up a system that is yeah. rotten and causing horrible harm. But I do believe people on average are good. I you do believe it or not. And yeah. part of me is like, is that just a coping mechanism? But I feel like typically if people are not in a group think situation, then it's it's possible to found, find that human core. But right now we're all like, don't you dare try to get me one-on-one. I'm only going to talk to you from the group of this is who I am. Like, you know, it just oh, becomes true. Very- yeah, I, I suppose you're right about that. But yeah, so I mean, I guess there's this, there's a bunch of new research in the field um, of psychology. Um, I don't know how new it is, like last year. Psychology has <clears throat> been around for a long time, Sunil. I thought it came out last year. <laughs> I thought... Well, you might just be getting around to it, but I'm... Hey, I'm man, getting... this is Psychology 2.0, so... Right. Remaster. Yeah. Do they say that anymore? I don't know. They do remaster things. Okay. Yeah. It's like the, the Beatles. I think they remaster, like, the Beatles box set, like, every year and re-release it for tons of money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what I was going to say, though, is that there's this new uh, uh, empath type that's the, called the dark, the dark empath. And I don't know if um, you've ever heard of this, but they have sort of are able to straddle the 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 dark side of things and and the the light side of things. And just to, to actually, let's back up for a second. Beep, beep, beep. Don't don't do that. <laughs> I was just being compliant and making sure that we were following OSHA regulations. Excuse me. Go ahead. This is a safe workplace. Um, no so there's two kinds of empathy cognitive and affective so cognitive is where you're like i i can recognize and associate with this what this person's feeling Mm -hmm. from like a logical standpoint and i can i can relate and then affective is where you are actually like the article actually said vibing with someone else's feelings which is a different kind of Mm-hmm. empathy I guess and I think I have them both I think it depends on who it is and what the situation necessarily is but um, people who are darker tend to lack the the vibing with other people's feelings you might guess yeah I, I yeah. feel like I do that quite well and honestly sometimes to my own detriment because I have a really hard I'm just very sensitive and I don't I have a really hard time and people I care about are in pain or even just like the societal pain that people are going through and like the massive amount of suffering, even the stuff that doesn't affect me personally. I do feel a a sense of like, people shouldn't feel like this on a day-to-day basis. Like it's not, it's not right. And it just, it causes me a lot of like internal turmoil. But if I'm like, when I'm talking to people, if they're telling me about their problems or whatever, I do feel very like, like my goal is to try to understand where they're coming from. And I think sure. when you are putting yourself in someone else's shoes, it can be really exhausting. Like, it's just like, Oh yeah. I mean, just the other day, one of my friends told me something like really troubling and sad that's happening in their life. And I, you know, still today, I'm just like, Oh my God, I wish I could just make that go away. That just sucks. And I want to change it, but yeah. I have no power to do so. But yeah. I feel very strongly, like, I feel like I understand not completely how someone else feels when they're in that situation. But I, I feel like I can, replicate the emotional feeling like that pit in your stomach that worry that hard like tight heart feeling where you're just like oh god i just feel so much grief for your situation 
Are you able to feel that for uh, situations regardless of whether you've experienced something similar to that or, or is it, does it vary or it's, cause for me, it's something, it's more, if it's more personal, I can vibe with mm -hmm. people. If it's more like, Hey, I've never really experienced that, but I can consider it from an analytical point of view and, and understand how that might make somebody feel um, that happens a lot too for me where yeah. it's like I, I just don't I don't get that position but I understand why you feel that way yeah totally I think I don't know I think I am unfortunately good sometimes at being like that I've never experienced anything like that but I can see how that would be so horrible and it's not too hard for me to take four or five jumps off of something that does make sense to me sure but which is why I can find it to be really exhausting to like watch documentaries where horrible shit happens or even movies or shows where horrible shit happens. I'm just like, I can't do this. Like I, did we talk, talk about the show Watchmen? I can't remember. I don't think we have. Okay. I don't watch a lot of television. Uh -huh. Um, but I heard a lot of people talking about this show whose opinions I respect and stuff. And it just sounded extremely well done. And it's like, mm, this is really interesting. The title also appealed to you because you like to watch men, right? Right. Oh, that's me in a nutshell. Yeah. Yep. That's what I was hoping. It was about a male strip club. That was my goal. I was it like, oops. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not at all. No, but go on. I only watched the first two episodes, even though they were brilliantly done. And I was like, this is probably some of the best TV that I've ever seen. Oh, no the shows were featured so much gruesomeness and violence. I, I just was like, I can't do this. And part of me really wants to know maybe streaming services am i the only person who would buy this edited versions of these shows where i don't have to watch the horrifying scenes you want the lifetime version of it or the hallmark channel version of watching I, I don't want them to alter the storyline for me no no if something disturbing happens i do not need to see in full high definition every horrifying fucking detail for 10 minutes yeah and make the point and then cut the scene for me you know yeah. like yeah. I would I would love that because I want, to me, the story is what's interesting. It's one of the reasons why I'd rather read a book than watch a movie. But, yeah. oh, God, Ooh, I can't do this. And it's not even real. I'm like, this is fictional. And I'm still just like, I but can't. But it's based in some reality, right? Watchmen is about the Confederacy or something like that. Is that? Is I don't fully know. There's okay. related to some kind of comic book thing. I just yeah. remember. Yeah. But, but okay. I but hey. my separate, whatever. I don't know. But it is very, it's just too heavy. And I'm just yeah. like, I, I, I can't. Understand. The world is heavy enough. I, I yeah. can only watch funny things. Or I can't do that either. I can't watch that stuff either. But um, what do you think about the word empath? I have feelings. I hate it when people are like, "I'm an empath." I don't like that. Yes, and and here's my thing: is like, it's not that I'm trying to be judgmental against someone for calling themselves an empath, but I think it implies that empathy is just some kind of intrinsic, like mind skill that some people possess and some people don't and i just don't think i don't think that's true and i think it it negates the necessity of parents and society to build empathy in children to to reward empathy in adults and to really foster that because empathy is i think an extremely important thing but if you don't have it fuck it's you can make a lot of like really chillingly horrible decisions because you don't care about how they affect other people. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, so what I'm reading is like, that's an interesting point you make because you're saying it's something that can be sort of taught. And I think that 
maybe maybe it can you can guide a child into that direction like you know don't laugh at that person you know you you etc but so there's just things that are built into people like okay so there's the dark triad and the light triad um this was the test i think that we that we took um so narcissism um which is a sense of entitled self-importance uh, Machiavellianism, which is a strategic exploitation and deceit, mm-hmm. um, and then psychopathy. Is it psychopathy or psychopathy? I think it's psychopathy, but I say pronounce it however you feel like, Sunil. Psychopathy sounds, I don't like it. So psychopathy, um, yeah. it's uh, the being callous and, and cynical. <clears throat> and actually, um, I think you got to have a lot of those things to do stand up, right? Sort of like you gotta be a little bit like, hey, narcissistic, because what the fuck what I'm saying is important and people I'm need a- to people need to hear it. Not a um, station. <laughs> I have a strategic exploitation and deceit of the audience. I'm going to trick them into thinking that I'm funny. <laughs> um, or trick them into thinking. Or or into thinking. Um, and then, you know, the, you're a little callous and cynical because you can't be, there's no comedy in like being warm and fuzzy, I don't think. Right, right, yeah. I mean, Ellen proved that. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't she like the worst or something? Yeah, I don't know. I shouldn't, I shouldn't take any kind of pleasure in her demise, but some of the stuff I'm hearing, I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah. You sound like a really terrible boss it's so funny to me though like her beginnings ellen degeneres she was like on a fox sitcom like like a long like when we were kids wasn't she on like herman's head or something like that i feel like you and i discussed this a long time ago and that i was like i have no recollection of that okay okay i remember her when i was a little kid i remember watching her do stand-up that's what i remember her from oh okay okay from like VH1's Comedy Hour and that kind I of I was stuff. thinking she was like on a sitcom or something and like that her rise just sort of struck me as like, whoa, where the hell did this come from with her becoming like a superstar? I don't know. Um, but Anyway, the point is, yes, all of those things are important for comedy. I-, I do find it interesting that callousness and cynicism are kind of paired together. Yeah. I, I am a very cynical person. And I, I think that being cynical, I mean, especially considering the things we're faced with right now, cynicism is an important trait, (laughs) but I don't consider myself particularly callous. Like I, I mean, just the thought of hurting someone's feelings makes me feel terrible. I I just, yeah. And callousness kind of goes anti is anti empathy because uh, it's, it's part of the dark triad. So then the light triad here, um, humanism, valuing dignity and worth of individuals, Faith in humanity, the belief in fundamental goodness of humans, and Kantianism, Kant, is Kant, Immanuel Kant, Kantianism? I'm going to put this in the psychopathy, psychopathy category. Treating people as ends unto themselves rather than mere means. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, so it's kind of the opposite, I guess, of the Machiavellianism, Kantianism. So, um... So we took this test. I, I scored, you know, generally where you scored, right? Like I scored moderately tipped to the light side of the force. And 
There's a cute picture of Yoda that they provided. Yoda's holding a lightsaber. It's cute. Um, but He's so I. Seven. It's very precious. There's nothing more empathetic than cutting someone with energy. Oh, that's true. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I was, I think, tipped heavily towards the light side. Were you heavily? Yeah, okay. I don't remember exactly how it was worded and stuff because I thought I could click back to it, so I didn't pay exactly. Yeah, I actually like printed mine to a PDF so, so that you could I put it on your fridge. So I could, yeah, <laughs> send it to my mom. <laughs> um, so anyway, I um, my faith in humanity is lower than most people's. Totally fair. By about thirty percent. Does that sound right? That sounds right for me. Yeah, I would say so. My faith yeah. in humanity, I don't, again, remember the entire score, but was not particularly low. It was fairly average. It was average. Okay. Yeah, like, My I mean, humanism uh, is about average, um, valuing the dignity and worth of human each human being. Mine was higher than other people's, as I'm St. Teresa. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say St. Teresa? Did they make Mother Teresa a saint? What, am, I, am I... Oh. Too much? Whoops. Sorry. You might... Yeah, wait, are you in charge of sainthood? Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, my Kantianism was about average as well. So that means I treat people as ends unto themselves. That that sounds good. I'm not usually trying to get things out of people. Neither, no. Yeah. I don't even think I'd be particularly good at that. No. Unless, unless what I'm trying to sell you is something I am earnestly into, I'm not trying to get you to get something. Right, but even then it's like, eh, try it if you want, whatever. Right. But yeah. even like my job, like I, I feel no qualms about trying to quote unquote sell people what I'm selling because. I oh, yeah. So, but if you were like, now sell something you don't care about, you know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, fuck that. No, can't I just can't. You know, you know what would make you and your family happy? Shit you don't need. Like, I just can't do that. That'd be yeah. funny if you could, though, because I buy, buy everything from you. <laughs> Through my, what is it, my Zane app? Your Zane app, yeah. This, this episode sponsored by Zane. If you guys aren't down with the app Zane, I don't know what to tell you because that's where it's at. Laura got some fucking weird Facebook ad that it's an app called Zane, I guess, right? Zane? H-N maybe? I don't even fucking remember. Yeah, but it allows you to put on makeup for a casual, attractive workout session or something. And more thought than I've put into it and probably just as accurate or inaccurate as anything I've come up with. I just read the words in the picture. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's no, I'm impressed. I'm like, maybe you're right. Cause I am like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this app? Yeah. Where they sent me this creepy picture of the zombie woman. I don't understand. I think anyway, it's, my yeah. point is I'm old and don't understand technology. Bye Zane. Okay. So, so my dark triad facets, um, narcissism, I'm less narcissistic than most people, the average. Um, that sounds about right. I, I, don't, I don't know that I'm like, hey, I got great ideas. Listen up, listen up, everybody. Um, my psychopathy is lower and my Machiavellianism is one and a half percent higher than Norm. What does that mean? My strategic exploitation and deceit. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I always knew you were a scumbag. <laughs> this just proves it. Yep. 
Yoda proved it. I'm glad we did this episode. I mean, that's... Well, now I know that we shouldn't be friends. And I, I, think, I thank the computer for teaching me this. Mm. Computer machine for this show. Yoda. Yeah. So what does, this, what does this tell us? I think we're, we're decent people. We're not I think like... So. I think that's fair. And I'm not just saying that because it confirms my already deeply held beliefs. <laughs> <laughs> or am I? Because that's the way our brains work. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> well. So we've I, learned. I, I wish people would. I don't know that you can teach people empathy. I'm honestly not 100% sure if you can teach it to them, but I don't think it's something you either have or you don't. I think it's something that can be fostered and nurtured and, and encouraged. Well, it's interesting because I've seen like generationally, like I've seen an older generation be completely callous and, and shitty and then their offspring be like completely the opposite. I don't know if it's an effort to try to be the opposite of what they're seeing and not liking, or if it's, it is a genetic thing and some, maybe the, the narcissist and the, the psychopathy genes were stronger in one generation than I, like, I don't know. It's tough to, to say. Yeah. I would say it's probably a nature nurture thing. I probably, is yeah. something, but I do, I think it's interesting that you said that because so often when people bitch about the younger generations, one of the things they're essentially saying, and I think this is true, whether it's boomers talking about Gen Xers, Gen Xers talking about millennials, millennials talking about what I truly don't know what any of the younger kids are called. But my point is the thing they're always saying about each other essentially is they have way too much empathy. (laughs) That's basically what they're saying. Like they're sensitive about pronouns. They care about like differences. Like what a bunch of, you know, Snowflakes yeah. that stuff. And I just find it interesting because that's really what they're saying is like this. I see more empathy with this, yeah, group of wimps. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think that's true. And maybe so. It's kind of like yeah, I sort of get it when if you're living like a rough life, it, you know, if you're growing up in the depression, it's probably hard to give a shit about like your like a guy that's homeless when you're like a step above being homeless or whatever. That's you know? my hierarchy of needs. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just, as life becomes more comfortable, maybe mm-hmm. um, empathy grows. Although I don't know that that's, that's not going to endlessly happen. And it's, I think we're already on a downturn. Hey, yeah. Cause I mean, holy shit. Like one of the things I always think about when I think about narcissism um is that line of people trying to go up to the top of Mount Everest. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, to me, just the grossest thing on earth. Like, to be like, I just want to be one of the people that can say they did this. People are standing in line. People are dying to try to do this. And to me, I'm like, I literally can't think of something more narcissistic. Nobody benefits from this. No. Except for you and only egotistically. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so I just, those folks also grew up in, with the same parents and in the same time in which these other folks are like, we need to, we need to respect people of color and treat queer people with equal rights. You know, like, I don't know. So I think you can go either way. I feel like the internet age has really either opened your eyes or made you feel very callous and shut off. I mean, yeah, it's really, it's, I think it's kind of a crapshoot. And I think that's one of the things that I hate so much about the internet. Because they're yeah. like, oh, we could make more money if you were upset all the time. I mean, it's very clear, like conflict. You yeah. know. No, it's true. It's true. And it is. It's just, I mean, it's, I think it's fucking people up. It's very like, because all this stuff that's out there is very, uh, gets a quick reaction out of, out of you. And it's just sort of that whole yeah. 
adrenaline dopamine dopamine thing it's not yeah. it's not good um it is not good and it has unfortunately become like our norm also um the news i mean the news people know that they're doing this they're well aware they're not trying to inform you they just want to make sure that you're you stay upset or that you stay feeling like in a state of anxious suspense was there ever a time when it wasn't that though i don't i wonder if maybe the, uh, before the 24-hour news cycle if maybe things were a lot different you know where you actually had like a news program that was on for a couple hours in the evening and then it was over you didn't have to fill 24 hours of content to sell stuff yeah, yeah I mean, that's true that's true that in and of itself i just feel like is like a recipe for disaster in terms of like hey we're we're trying to keep you informed but we need to make sure that our profit margins are huge and that our advertisers want to give us lots of It's money. a lot of repetition for sure. But then also I'm like, well, when the news was on for an hour and people were watching Tom Brokaw, did people give a shit about stuff any more or any less than they do now? Like, I don't think they did. My parents watched Tom Brokaw and they didn't like vote or anything. Like they weren't, they weren't like, you know, politically conscious or anything. It wasn't like they... Uh, were any better for it or any worse for it. I don't think. I True, maybe. But I also wonder if what we're talking about really isn't more like political paralysis. Like at this point, the way the news cycle works, there's the crawl going, there's stay tuned next, we have the story coming up. And it is a lot of repetition. But it's also a lot of like reeling you in. And so I think people just get into a state of like, I'm super overwhelmed and can't possibly take in any more information. Please just tell me shitty things about the people I already don't like so that I can feel satiated and like, like I've done the news. <laughs> <laughs> like I could check the news off my yeah. list. But in what you're doing is you're like, Donald Trump is a fucking idiot. I see, am right, you know? See, I don't, I don't, I'm not like checking that off my list for the day. It's like, yeah, I know that I'm right. And I know that bad stuff's happening. I'm looking for any glimmer of goodness that's happening like like uh you know the new york att uh, attorney general doing things and like deutsche bank actually like uh, uh uh complying with uh subpoenas from the new york da and stuff like that it's just like that's what i'm looking for but that's very yeah. very like but you're someone who is actually looking for information and is interested in news. But only like good information. I'm not like, I'm not looking for articles that are like gonna confirm my biases already. Right, but that makes you an anomaly as much as that's sad. Yeah, I guess so. I guess people are like, let me turn on Fox News and listen to uh, Lou Dobbs tell me that black people suck for an right. hour and then yes, like- Yes, I've been seething about it to myself all day and doesn't it feel so good to see this man who I agree with confirm my deeply held disgusting beliefs but i mean i think it goes both ways i think it's the same thing but it gives me zero pleasure to like turn oh. on in this day and age to like turn on a uh a maddow and well, have her no. talk about it does it's not it doesn't give me joy no it doesn't give me joy and it also makes me feel very anxious and because i feel like i see through it more now i feel very manipulated and just grossed out and just like fuck you shut up like, yeah. this is not, you're not giving me information right now. You're even, but even like something like, let's say a daily show. Like I haven't watched something like the daily show in forever. And I don't think like, let's say Jon Stewart was still doing it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I could watch him because he does have a vitriol and an anger about 
stuff that is very valid and correct, but I don't know that I can watch another person get that angry about it in the way that I'm feeling like in my head right now. And in the, in the aughts and when he was doing it during the Bush years, it seemed a little more, I don't know. I was just less, I was less angry, I guess. I don't. Yeah. I mean, things were not where they are now. I mean, yeah. things in a very decided downturn in so many different facets of society with yeah. wealth distribution being so fucked and now we're doing pandemic you know we got a lot going on it's a lot and, yeah and we're watching you know in real time as like the people in charge of you know the country are just failing completely they have zero empathy senate has the gop has zero empathy they are profit driven completely and or or staying out of prison driven i don't know what yeah. It's both, but yeah, no empathy there. No empathy from a lot of the GOP governors. Um, yeah, it's it's and then and then it's on people. You know, even the dark empaths such as myself to mm-hmm. um, to to I just I don't know it makes me so mad that I have to it's not that I have to care it's just that it makes me mad that I care yeah. sort of you know yeah. yeah I mean I think that times like this are times where the expression ignorance is bliss really come into full focus and you're yeah. like oh, holy shit that'd be so great right now you know <laughs> but it's not gonna yeah. help at this point yeah it. well hey <laughs> all right. Things are awesome. Things are awesome. You're a light empath. I'm a dark empath. No, it's the opposite way. It's the opposite, but... We have laser swords. That's what we do. Yoda's involved. Everything's cool. Yep. All right. Yoda's involved, then it's cool. (laughs) Bye, Zane. (laughs) All right, Laura. Um, Let's wrap this up. (laughs) All right. All right. I'll talk to you later. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.